There's a temptation in our world uh, to let issues overtake our thoughts, and I think the obvious one to all of us is COVID. Uh, No matter where you stand on the issues of COVID, I think it's hard not to acknowledge how profoundly it has shaped our culture and our world. And yet, as followers of Christ, we are called to keep our eyes firmly on the author and perfecter of our faith. Uh, So today, we want to have some conversations around the church, where we've been, and how we're doing, and also to look ahead. And obviously, COVID's going to shape some part of that conversation, but I really hope overall our heart for God, God's love for us, and his call on our lives will be the overarching piece that shapes our conversation today, because that's always what should shape our conversations. And as we talk, um, if you're home, at home, you can send in your thoughts. There's a, uh, the number will be on the screen. I think that'll be up there right over there. We go, oh, back one. There we go. Uh, the number's on the screen. Uh, and if you're, you can send those slots in whenever. Uh, the number is there for you at home, but also for those who are here. And we're going to have a couple of our hosts this morning here to um, run the mics around. We're going to have some specific questions throughout this time to ask you where you can respond to us. Again, either text or if you're here in person, just put your hand up and one of our hosts will... Uh, bring you a microphone. So if you guys want to come up and grab the microphone so you're ready to go, that would be great. And uh, yeah. Thanks, Brian. There's one here and one right there. Oh, you bring those both back. You want to bring one back for Kathy too? Should be right here. Thanks, Brian. Thanks a lot. We'll be getting to that spot in a bit. so. So James, I want to start off by asking you, What would be some of the highlights at church over the past year for you, for the leadership? Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, It's good to be here, and it's good to have a conversation like this. Uh, This is a little bit different format for our services, and so we thought it was really important for us to be able to hear from the congregation as well. Um, So from my perspective, you know, a couple of things that stood out for me from this last year uh, was God's faithfulness as we continue to meet together as care groups. Uh, Just that chance to be together with brothers and sisters in Christ, to get into God's word, to pray for one another, to support each other, and just be together. Um, Whether that was virtually at some times throughout the year or when it was face-to-face obviously was the best. Uh, and then just walking through some of those hard times. Uh, we had some hard times in our groups and, and uh, some joys, and we just had answers to prayers that God would continually work through our group. And so again, that to me was, a, was just a, a huge uh, benefit and a boost in my life was just to have that group and to be able to, to be there to, to support one another. I would say the other thing for us uh, we, you know, having seen God's uh, faithfulness as a church uh, in our finances, um, some churches through this season have really struggled. Uh, we know one church uh, in Alberta who's had to actually let their pastor go because just th- this time has devastated them as a congregation and the giving has dropped off. So we're just so grateful for God and his generosity and his faithfulness to us here at our church. As many of you know, um, the Butterfield family uh, was generous over the last few years with a, uh, a gift to our church, and, and we're just so thankful that uh, we'd be able to use that to, to impact missions and local uh, ministries here as well as our own church. So we're just thankful to God for yeah, so many things. Absolutely. So we want to turn it to you guys now. We have our mics and those that are going around, but what are some of the things that have encouraged you this year through PCC and through your interactions with our church? 
Uh, so if you have a text question, please, if you're online, please text it in right away and we can get that answered. And if you would like to, to just um, make a comment or something, just stand up and one of our mic folks will run over to you and, and you can share with us an encouragement that you've had this year through Parliament Community Church. And I, I just want to say one thing as, we, as you're thinking about what to share. Um, we're going to have a time of prayer at the end, but think of this as a prayerful conversation. We're sharing this before God. This is a form of prayer, maybe a more conversational form. Right. But in many ways, this is us sharing not just to each other, but to God what we're thankful for and what's on our heart. And so think of this also as a time of extended prayer. Something that you're thankful for or encouraged by this year at PCC. Oh, we got a mic back there. And thanks for waiting for the mics to come to you. That way, those online can hear you. Uh, they will not see you. Uh, we've, we, we're trying to figure out how to do that well and communicate that well so you guys know when we're doing that. And uh, for now, they'll just hear you. I think the reminders of the good news. Uh, this morning, I uh, uh, was listening to two uh, people speaking, and they both chose the topic of the good news, the gospel that's come. And that continues to be our message here. And what a wonderful story we have for the people of this world. There is no one else in this world, no other religion, that believes that there's good news. There's good news coming, and that's to be with God forever. It's eternal. It never fails. And God has never failed us yet. And his love does endure forever. Thanks, Dave. Anybody well, else? We got a few text messages. So if you want to speak, just put your hand up. Somebody will come there and be ready for you. Um, we have one saying we're blessed by our faithful, committed, and competent elders board. And I would really uh, say that too. It's been a blessing to work alongside the elders in this church in this season and, and even before the season. I, I've just really valued the heart, especially the desire for prayer and what that looks like. And uh, let's go to Gary. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, thank the church for all the prayers offered on behalf of my brother. Uh, he went through a real hard time and was in hospital for a number of weeks, uh, and yet God uh, spared him, and not only spared him, but he seems to be thriving and, and uh, doing much better. So praise God. He is faithful. As we uh, just talked about, he is, his love endures forever. We were rejoicing the other Sunday when we saw them here. What a, what a testament to God's healing An answer uh, to, to see them here. We have another one just from somebody saying, they're so thankful, um, and, and just want to bring this forward, a singing and worshiping corporately after being apart for some time. Isn't that something we've, we maybe took for granted for a while, and, and now we don't? It's just uh, the reality. Um, another one is uh, just the support from new friends. Isn't it good to be a part of the body of Christ and to be able to journey together through this season, but just through life altogether? If you have a, if somebody here wants to put your hand up, somebody with a mic will come to you. I am thankful for the opportunity to see God at work, and I'm talking specifically about our care group. In September, we had four people that were coming, including my, Ken and myself. And, um, you know, it's that thing where God wants to bless us more and then even more than what we could think about or imagine. And so here we have a care group with, I don't know, maybe I should just call it the 
newcomers care group. We have people from another province. We have people from China who just moved here um, into Regina, into Canada. And it's just been a really blessing to watch us come together. Oh, let me not forget, we have also a couple from the Philippines. So, mm -hmm. um, sorry about that. But just to see how after we've had a study and prayer time, we all want to hang out and just chat and get to know each other. And that's the blessing of um, meeting these new friends that was already mentioned. So um, not only have I been blessed so far, but I really look forward to what God will do through well, each of us as we continue to uh, study and to pray together. Tilly, I just want to affirm something. I've, I've watched your group this week a little bit on the outside because I've been a part of a thread that you, you know which one I'm talking about. And just to see the focus on prayer in your group and just wanting to not just be in a relationship and hang out, but to journey together in faith and pray together has just been so encouraging to me to watch. And what a blessing to each person in that group to know that they're covered in prayer by each other. And uh, yeah, I've really resonated with that. One of our text messages says, we've been thankful for online services. It has been wonderful to be able to pause the service to ask and answer questions from our kids. We look forward to joining back with our church family hopefully soon. I love that part about online and that you're at home. You actually can pause and have some conversation and, and kids can engage in a maybe a bit more bite-sized way as mom and dad are intentional engaging that way. And so I've really been encouraging by that. And then... Uh, Thankful for our youth group and our directors, Morgan and Gabe. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm thankful for that, too. And uh, I'm glad somebody mentioned that. Um, it's been so good to be back this school season after being online last season and seeing many new youth and friends each week. Thanks be to God. And Morgan and Gabe, I'm just thankful for your faithful ministry. So I'm, I'm really excited for this year ahead. And anybody else, if you have something in your hand, just put your hand up. I got a few more messages on here. Um, so I'm going to keep going. Um, and thank you for texting. I'm glad that you feel comfortable at home to do that, or even some of you here in person have been doing that. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to share the good news with fellow PCCers. And I think that means um, sharing alongside fellow PCCers the good news, though maybe it means also sharing it with us too, because we need it too. That's right. But just really appreciate that. Um, so thankful for all the love and prayers for PCC this past year during Les's recovery. This is Joanne, obviously. Uh, and so thankful for the online services to keep us continually connected, even if we couldn't be there in person very often. And that's really been a key part of what we want to do is to stay connected. We don't want to put a product out that you consume. And that's something we could have done very intentionally, put out a, 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 a perfectly polished product, but that's not who we are. What we are online needs to reflect who we are here in person. And that means we're going to have glitches and issues with me not turning my mic on. Sorry, Bob, I do it too often. There's always going to be stuff like that. But it's us together. And I'm so thankful for that. And so I've been thankful for that. And um, when I first live-streamed in a church was 2011, 2010, actually 2010, and then first time I did it regularly. And 
the reason we started doing it, the church had the equipment and it stopped. I said, no, no, we do it for one person who can't make it. And that's going to be our ongoing model, is that we're doing this for those who need it. So. My heart is full. God has been so good this year. But as uh, uh, again yesterday we reflected two years ago, God brought into our lives this wonderful family from Abraham, and we are so grateful for them and the blessing they've been to us. And as uh, we see the international community in our city, it's, uh, it's just grown to, I think we have about 20 Iranian friends, maybe, that have come into our lives. And we praise God for it and for the uh, small group that's developed out of it. And we look forward to our times together. Also, I just want to praise God for a nephew that had COVID, was on ventilated for seven weeks, and suddenly woke up. God did an amazing miracle where they've had doctors come and talk to him and ask him why. And he just says, it's an answer to prayer. Thousands of people praying. And how within just a couple, nine days, he was discharged and uh, no oxygen. He's active up and down stairs and no seeming side effects. What an answer to prayer this year. Amen. Wonderful. Hey, Ron and Betty, if somebody wants to come alongside you and help out in connecting with these wonderful people, They're welcome. are you guys going to keep this to yourselves, or are you willing to let people come alongside you? In our small group, we yeah. have Jared and Jeanette and the three girls. And wonderful. Let me tell you, the three girls are very valuable. Yeah. And I, I've met some of your friends. What wonderful families. And uh, I, um, yeah, we're really thankful to have you guys here. We really are. And my daughter loves seeing your daughter at school. And that's just been wonderful, too. Um, One other comment. Thankful for an enthusiastic youth ministry where our kids can have fun, bring their friends, and engage with church. And then uh, another one. uh, Morgan and Gabe, I hope you feel affirmed today. (laughs) I'm very thankful for the youth group with Morgan and Gabe. The youth group allowed me to make several friends while rooting ever more deeply in God's word and just building a deeper connection and relationship with everybody in PCC. So that's from one of the youth. That's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. Okay, let's keep moving forward. Unless somebody, let's give one last chance. Anybody else have anything else to add for Thanksgiving from the past year? Okay. They'll get another opportunity. They will. We'll ask them another question. Yeah. Uh, we're still in this season of COVID, as we've already mentioned. And uh, we've come to a spot, though, where I think we're in new routines. All of us have kind of found our routine in the last couple of years, uh, whether we like it or not. Um, What do you think is a top priority uh, we need to do as a church looking ahead? And James, I think I'm asking you this question. (laughs) Not just, we'll ask everybody that too. What is God calling us to? And what does that look like? Yeah, you know, I think when we think about a top priority in our church, um, one of the biggest things that, you know, Mike and I, and as the elders, we've chatted, we talked about, you know, this last season has been a, a time, a season of grieving for a lot of families. And so how do we provide care and how do we provide support? And we heard today from our, about our care groups and how important they play in that role. 
Um, I think another piece is, is that we have a, a unique opportunity continually to see our church grow. And we're going to talk about that in just a few min- minutes. Um, but I think that's the idea of, are we a church that um, shares the gospel, shares the good news that Dave talked about on a regular basis yeah. and inviting folks to join us at, at PCC to be part of the family of God. Um, first of all, you know, inviting Christ into their life and, and, and journeying alongside people as they walk through, some, t- some of them walking through valleys and just to share that love with Christ. So I think that would be one of the biggest priorities for us is just to really, how do we, how do we continue to grow as a church and how do we continue to encourage? Cool. Yeah. So you've also shared with me some of the wonderful news and some of the things that have been happening, new people that have been joining us. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what's changed and how, yeah. that, how that's all come to be? Yeah. Um, one of the things that challenged me when I came here was watching our attendance and just seeing, I mean, we had a very consistent group of people who came every week, others who came every once in a while. Um, but concerning to me before COVID already was um, the lack of people visiting our church. Uh, and if they did come, it was usually a Mennonite Brethren connection, which is fantastic. We want to see people connected to the larger family as well. But just it was puzzling why a church of our size with a good location was not getting more regular visitors. Okay. Um, I would expect a church of our size, location, congregational demographics would be, you get at least a visitor every week whether it be from out of town or somebody checking out a church. And then maybe you keep 25% of that. That's kind of a rule of thumb that I've always worked with in ministry. And you might say, well, that doesn't sound like very much. Um, If you add two people a month to your church, net net gain, that's 25 people a year, approximately 100 people every four years. That's a 50% increase in our attendance in four years. And then it starts to be like, oh... (laughs) And then you have to scale everything up for that. So that's actually a really good growth rate. Faster than that, it's like, hang on, God, give us everything we you got because uh, we need you to do this. But um, so we were looking at what is causing this? Why are we not getting more people through our doors that are visiting? And so one of the things we started realizing is where we're on page five of Google when you search for churches Regina. So this would be like being Q in the yellow pages under church. I mean, if you're A, you know you're going to get people seeing it. If you're Z, some people might start at the back, but if you're Q, nobody's going to pay any attention to you. You're going to be completely irrelevant. And we were digitally irrelevant. And so there's three ways to draw people to church, I believe. One is your physical presence in the community. And and we're working on that. There's some things where we're seeing more groups use the church as we've done some things. And that's been great. And we're looking at other ways to make ourselves known. Uh, I've had conversations with people outside the church, and they're like, well, I didn't even know that was a church building. And you may say, well, we've got a cross, but if you notice, our cross is hidden. And we have a sign out front with smaller print that says Parliament Community Church, but there's usually cars parked in front of it. And so some people are like, well, I thought it was a school. I thought it was an office building. I'm like, okay, so we've got some work to do there. Uh, and of course, getting people from the community and the facility helps out too. Uh, the second one was our digital presence. And this is kind of the, the change that's happened in the church in the last 20 years from uh, advertising in the newspaper and yellow pages. Uh, it's the digital presence of the church. And so we did a number of things. We worked on a new website and got that launched last year. And we spent significant effort and energy and resources in what's called search engine optimization, uh, which is really fancy word for saying getting your, your name showing up higher on Google. And there's some very uh, uh, significant strategic things you could do. And when we launched our website, we launched it in anticipation of changes Google were making two months later. And we jumped up onto page three immediately. 
And along with that, uh, we've been putting effort into Google advertising. And one of the neat things is Google has given us $10,000 a month of free advertising. Now, we're never going to use $10,000 a month of Google advertising. It's just, it, it, it isn't actually feasible to do that as a church uh, of our size and space. Um, but it allows us to put a bit of the money that we put into Google advertising, which was going to be $200, $300 a month, which is a drop in the bucket, and use that to help manage our advertising and target it properly. And we're seeing fruit from that. I mean, more and more we see people, we're having people here every week from outside our church, and we often ask, how did you find out about us? Well, I, I found it online. I found it on Facebook. I found it on Google. So our digital presence is changing in a good way, and that's been encouraging. But... There's still some work for us to do there, and we're going to keep on that. But that and the physical presence, I, I would say the digital should be our baseline of what we do. Physical presence in the community is next for importance. The third one is inviting people, and that's the challenge, is we live in a time where we seem to think it's bad to invite people to church, like they might be offended or hurt. Um, this is a huge area for growth in the church generally is how do we engage people in these faith conversations and invite them to church? Now, one of the neat things of this season is the digital presence of our online ministry, um, even our YouTube channel, our Facebook page. You can invite people to engage with what we're doing. You can say, hey, I heard this message on Sunday. I just want to share it with you. Jump ahead to this part of the, the, the time and listen to the message. Or, hey, this song at this point was really meaningful. It might really reflect with where you're at in life. Uh, you can invite people to engage with church without actually coming here first, which can be a barrier. They're not sure what to experience. And so there's different ways we can do this, but we need to get to the spot where we're a church that is wanting to share the love God has for us and inviting people to church. That's the next step. And that's the most important step. And I know there's some people who are very <coughs> passionate about that. Uh, Carrie, you and I have had conversations about being connected to community and engaged and sharing faith, and I, I love hearing that. Um, but we need to get past this mind block that we're making people uncomfortable. People are open to the conversations, and if they're not, they're going to say no. What's the worst case? They say no. And that's okay. But there's others who will say yes, and there's others who will say maybe. So, James, with all your work with Youth for Christ, evangelism was a big part of that ministry, yeah. um, especially your last while you were doing some global evangelism digitally, stuff like that. Um, what do you see as being the biggest barriers to sharing faith with people? Well, I think it's, uh, I think, you know, what we saw often is that people are open to having spiritual conversations. Um, and, and so what we tried to do is we really tried to lead with prayer. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why, as a church, we've tried to, to, to focus on prayer um, in our, as, as an elders board. We try to take time in our meetings to pray for our congregation. But, uh, you know, as a person that's uh, interacting with people at their coworkers at work or their neighbors, uh, just that daily asking God for direction on who do I need to be talking to, Lord, and what do I need to be saying, uh, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that we found is we, whether we went into schools or went into, uh, went, did some online stuff, the idea of praying, uh, whether it was camps or retreats or wherever it was, the idea of, of God leading the way uh, in our evangelism was, took away all the fear because he was in charge and we just simply had to follow his lead. Um, so that means that we start praying for our coworkers, our, our neighbors, our family members who don't know the Lord and just allowing God's Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. 
I think the second thing for us is asking good questions. Um, and part of that becomes being a good listener and, um, and not always coming with the right answer, maybe all the time, but always asking good questions. And as we know from the scriptures, Jesus was, was the master of good questions. And he always had an, the appropriate question for the time. And I think that's one of the things that we try to do as, as when we share our faith is to ask good questions and, and allow the, the dialogue to continue. And like I mentioned already, listening well. I mean, anytime you, you enter into a conversation, um, it's about good listening. And so I think, um, and especially listening to the Holy Spirit, because that's, that's the one who guides and directs us. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is drawing all men to himself, as the Bible says. And so it's really important for us to remember that and to, and to trust God that he will guide us to that. And then, and then I guess the final thing would be is just what is God doing in your life? We hear that many times where, where Jesus says, go and tell what the Lord has done for you. And he would send them off to tell them what the Lord has done for you. And I think that's what we can do is that we can just see God at work in our lives. And we have those opportunities on a daily basis to say, you know what? I was struggling with this and, and, and I prayed and God answered my prayer. And, and you could share that with people and that can encourage them. Okay. Just a few things. So... How about us as a congregation? This might be a bit personal, so feel free to text if you're more comfortable doing that or speak out loud. That's fine, because I think we're all in a very similar space. What do you find hard about sharing faith? What are your hesitations? What challenges do you face? And you can text that, put up your hand, and the microphone will come to you. Uh, but we'd love to have a bit of a conversation to get an understanding of where you're at. And while we're doing that, just there was one more Thanksgiving that came in. Um, online has been amazing over the last year, years. We started watching pre-COVID in Arizona and continued once back in Canada. And for healing, uh, the, prayers, the prayers for me gave me such peace. So that's great to hear. Wonderful. And those are the sort of things that if we share, uh, grabs people's attention. But what hesitations? I'm not sure if we'll get much response because this is a very... Or, or what has worked. I think that's the other thing, too. Yeah. It's not just a negative. It's what's positive. What, what do you find when you share with people what works? Praise God. I think uh, consistency in relationship is uh, paramount. Uh, we, over the holidays, uh, experienced some uh, connections. Um, and just a reminder once again how important it is to continue to develop those friendships and the impact it can have in terms of um, speaking, uh, speaking Christ, sharing hope, praying with people. Uh, the power of that cannot be underestimated. And so mm -hmm. we just praise God for that and believe that his spirit works powerfully as we pray. The Holy Spirit is active, as we know, and so that continues in their story, even as it continues in our own. So we, we thank God for that. Thank you. I think one thing I, I just want to follow that up a bit is, along with that consistency, is recognizing that you're not in this alone. Yeah. God works through the whole body of people, and so you focus on your consistency, as Rita May is saying, and, and you do the part God asks you to play. And I, I know for me, in sharing faith, realizing that it's not always my job to take him from step A to saying a prayer of faith and going out in the mission field. <laughs> right on. Yep. We, 
I, I sometimes have a smaller part to play and sometimes a bigger part to play, but I want to play that consistently. I want to have that relationship long term and, yeah. um, and invest in that. And, I, and that's something I, I know my wife and I work at in our neighborhood is investing in those long term relationships and trying to just be there and be those people who can pray when they're going through a hard time and that. So somebody shares, I find it hard to share faith at times because of the possibility of judgment and rejection. Praying for moments and words helps. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people would feel that way. At the back there, we got somebody. Yep. Before we do that one, uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to share the good news. I I don't see people with a readiness or openness to pursue a faith relationship with God. They seem to be comfortable with their current situation and self-reliance. Yeah, that's that's a big part of our world, and that's a real challenge. Kristen. I think that... In my world, it's my own head. I get so caught up in my thoughts. Oh, if I tell them this or I do this, they don't want to hear this. And I overthink everything. And this year, I was reminded through my own kids who they don't overthink anything. They're like, you should go to church. It's good for you. Let's do this. And they just that's just how they roll. And I was just reminded that sometimes I get overthinking whether or not I should invite someone to an event or invite someone to church or whatever. Thanks for that. Oh, there's another one up front here. Yep. While we're waiting for that to come up, somebody wrote, the fear of not being accepted. That's a very real fear. Yeah. Yeah. I I think our greatest contacts are with our children, our family, uh, who were raised in the church and who have turned their back on the church. and I, I guess um, my greatest fear is alienation. Uh, but uh, we would really like to speak into their lives more forcefully. Well, if forcefully is perhaps not the best choice of words, but it, uh, it's a fear. Uh, uh, bringing up spiritual things is kind of difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Someone shared it's both a joy, gift, and challenge is being vulnerable. And it's both beautiful and scary. Isn't that true? Um, I've got a neighbor who likes to speak about spiritual matters. And so uh, one of the things that we've done is I encouraged him to, about a particular book that he should buy. So he, uh, mm-hmm, okay. And he came out a few hours later. We met on the driveway again. And, and he said, I've got that book ordered from Amazon. It'll be here in so many days. And then he got it, and he started reading it. And I went back, and I had to read mine, too. And we had conversations about the case for Christ and what Lee Strobel uh, tells us about, you know, that Christ is a real person who lived on this earth. And my neighbor said, I didn't know. I just didn't know. I thought I had to have complete faith but there's so much evidence for this. So that's one of the things that, um, that's happened to me. And like was already said, the friendship. Yeah. Can I help you with this? What do you need, you know, what about that? So we do those kinds of things together as well. Yeah. Front here. Someone else shared, some of the barriers that I found when trying to share our faith with friends is the difficulty to start a meaningful conversation. A lot of times people just don't have time to stop and listen and talk. Yeah, that's, that's our world. We're so busy. But I, I think I'd add on to that, too, is our world is taught the superficial is where relationships should be at. 
It's one of the challenges we see in marriage and in friendships. Um, our world really overemphasizes the physical side of relationship as being intimacy, not the conversation, the heart. And so I think that also underlies it too. Carrie. Yeah, uh, just speaking of my, totally of my own experience, I don't know what all you guys are experiencing, but uh, personally, I uh, f found, and God has been speaking to me quite recently about it, um, that my, f uh, not necessarily fear, but just discomfort with uh, the, uh, anticipating being uh, mocked <laughs> for mentioning the name of Jesus and, uh, and the whole gospel thing. Um, I was thinking about why do I uh, not necessarily fear, but uh, not look forward to rejections to the point that I don't say anything. And then the Lord kind of pointed to me, to my own heart, that perhaps I was uh, looking too much towards the world for acceptance than for him, to him, for his acceptance. And so then just basically to sum up was that I, I think that the, um, the motivation uh, to reach out and be um, uh, vocal about the gospel, uh, for me, comes from my relationship with God and depending on him for uh, his love and acceptance and intimacy more than looking to the world for approval. Thanks, Terry. Anybody else? Okay, let's right. keep moving on. Um, James, we just finished a sermon series on the Holy Spirit. Yep. What stood out to you in that sermon series? How did it help you grow? Yeah, um, obviously uh, that was a great series, and uh, we've continued on as a care group um, going through the, a series on the Holy Spirit from Right, on, right Now Media. So that's been excellent. But for me, I always find that I do my, some of my best growing um, in, in preparation for sermon. And so I had the opportunity to share from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and then in Galatians chapter 5, and just digging down into those passages and just a reminder that... Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and, and how we just need to turn away from the, from the things of the flesh and seek the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so that was a big thing for me just to, 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 um, to dive deep into that. But then also the chance I have in my, in my care group to work with our care group team in that study with, um, with, on the Holy Spirit as well. And that's just been a great, um, a great learning time just to, to grow in my faith and, and trust the Holy Spirit even more. So for you as a congregation, what was something that came out of that series on the Holy Spirit that maybe encouraged you or you learned about the Holy Spirit that you didn't know before? Uh, is there something that you can think of from those last weeks leading up to Advent uh, talking about the Holy Spirit? Was there something that stood out to you that you're like, wow, this was something new and I'm really encouraged by that? Just put your hand up or text in that, that number. Oh, we got. I think for myself, one of the biggest pieces that came out of that series, as well, and, and what our small group is doing through the Francis Chan material, is this whole recognition that the Holy Spirit is a live, present person. Hmm. Maybe not a person with a carbon-based body, uh, but a person a person that is more than just an element of the Trinity, but is an actual individual that God sent to help me. And 
I, I know intellectually I've understood that, but I don't know that I've ever fully appreciated it before this sermon series and before the work that our, uh, our, our small group is doing with that. Wonderful. Anybody else? Stick your hand up. It's something that maybe you learned during our sermon series on the Holy Spirit. One of the things for me while we're waiting for somebody else was the understanding that the same spirit who was at Christ's conception, uh, the same spirit that was at his baptism, uh, the same spirit that led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil is the same spirit that we have for us. And that was a pretty um, powerful thought to think about that and the intimate and the relationship between Jesus on earth and, and the Holy Spirit. Anybody else? Something that stuck out to you about the Holy Spirit series. Cool. There you go. So often we get tripped up on who's right and wrong based on whatever reasons. The reminder that the Holy Spirit is a unifier that brings us all together as equal with Christ was very helpful in how I approach others, regardless of what church they go to or what they hold as values. I think, I mean, that's really resonates with me in this season. Yes. Where there's so much division in our world. Uh, that the Holy Spirit's here to unite us as followers of Christ, even when we have such differences in the world around us. Anybody else? Oh, right up here. We got to run a mic up here. Yep. Mr. BN. Uh, one, one phrase really stood out to me. And it was just seeing it in a bit of a different perspective. And it was, don't extinguish the breath of God in your life. And um, you know what it's like when you, if you hold your breath and you quit breathing, you know what happens. So don't extinguish God's breath in your life, which is... I think I'm very guilty of doing. All right. So, Mike, uh, we've looked back over the last year. Actually, uh, can I just interrupt? Oh, you got one more. Just one more that yeah, came in. Okay. <laughs> one thing in the sermon series that really encouraged me is the reminder of the role of the Holy Spirit and the guidance that it gave concerning our current lives and our future. Awesome. So as we've spent some time looking back at 2021, um, but what about looking ahead? What are, what are you excited about in this next season and in 2022? And uh, yeah, tell yeah. us what you're, what you're thinking. So we're going to ask this question of you guys right away. What are, you know, what's God going to be, what do you see God doing in our church? So if you're texting, you can always text that in right now while I talk a bit. Um, there's a lot that excites me about the year ahead. Um, I love pastoring here and being a part of this church family and this community. And you know what, it really, it's hard for me to watch some of my colleagues who are like, oh, I just hate this time. I hate this COVID season. I hate this ministry season. It's so hard, I hate it. I'm like, wow. I'm just loving being a part of this community of faith. And so my answer on this one might be a little long-winded, so I'll try and be fast. 
Um, I think we have a lot to be excited about as a church. Now, um, I, I think the gut reaction that people would want to hear is, well, I hope that next year will be through COVID, but in all honesty, I don't think we will be. I think it's going to be at least another year. So um, COVID isn't really a limiting factor to us as a church. It's changed things, but it doesn't limit us. Uh, change always happens one way or another, though. So whether it's COVID or something else, that's just life. Uh, it's just this change is more uncomfortable and in some ways more divisive. That said, the Holy Spirit is not deterred, distracted, or put off track by a virus. So we adapt as we need to. So here's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to having some new staff come on um, in a long-term way, hopefully, um, especially in the community care. We're doing really well in youth, so that could take a little while. I'm good. I love having Gabe and Morgan around, and so I'm great there. Uh, but the community care piece is really what I'm looking forward to having come on. And uh, it's been a challenge the last couple of years because uh, this has been a season that's been heavy in pastoral care and connections. And without that staff piece, it's been really challenging for me. So I'm looking forward to the staffing piece and also for the dynamic of having the staffing together for conversation about ministry because I, I just value that. Um, I'm looking forward to Ben's discipleship strategy being flushed out more. And uh, we're trying to figure out how to do that in this season. Um, and also, I'm looking forward to continuing to grow in our ability to engage new people and find new ways to, encourage, to engage people as well. Uh, for me personally, uh, a small part of that is exploring what this looks like digitally. Um, my doctoral work was on technology in the church and th reflecting theologically on its usage. So this is kind of a hobby, passion, interest of mine that kind of has been kind of fun for me in COVID, which some people cringe when I say that. But... It's been, it's been neat for me to see this, my, my doctoral work actually have practical application, which usually doesn't happen. Uh, usually you write it, it goes on a shelf, you never do anything with it. So, um, But our goal, no matter what, is that each person is able to be intentional in their own discipleship and decide whether what they are doing is helping them step forward in faith or taking a step backward. So when it comes to the digital, we want you to be intentional that way. Is this actually helping me or am I using it as an excuse to not do something I should be doing? Uh, we really need that intentionality uh, in the church. And so we've got to keep working on that. Um, hopefully we can keep moving forward and engaging with our community, both around the church, but also where we live. Uh, this means our interactions with the community, but taking time also to see how God is at work in our community around us and how God is calling us to step into that. And finally, I'm looking forward to our learning together from the Word of God this year. Uh, I'm still working on our preaching plans for the fall, um, but this winter and spring, we're going to be exploring the book of Acts over the next six months. And in many ways, it's a natural continuation of our exploring the Holy Spirit in the fall. Acts really shows the transforming power of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the followers of Jesus and the communities they are part of. And that's just as significant as the miracles of the apostles, really. And it demonstrates Jesus continuing his work in the life and work of the church as it responds to the commission Jesus gave us to all believers to take the gospel where Jesus had not yet been proclaimed as Messiah and Savior. It's, it's, it's an incredible story, and I'm looking forward to journeying through that, and it's a wonderful challenge for us as a church to evaluate our own response to Jesus' call on our lives in this season of ministry and to be reminded we don't work in isolation, any of us, but as a community of believers connected to other communities of believers, and we are all empowered by the Holy Spirit. So that's some of what I'm looking forward to. Now, what about you? 
Uh, we're in our new routines. Uh, we continue to follow government regulations. Our goal is to maintain unity in Christ. So in that context, what do you feel we need to do as a church? What is God calling us to in your mind? What does that look like? What are you excited about in the coming year for Parliament Community Church? What opportunities are in front of us? We have somebody at the back there. That's Desmond. Oh, that's Desmond. Desmond, what's exciting you about church? Oh, let's get you a microphone, Desmond. What excites you about church, Desmond? It's on. It's on. It's really good. Um, Desmond likes being here, though. I know that. So does Simon. I'm, ex- I'm excited for next year's Christmas party with all kinds of glow sticks. Yeah. <laughs> the glow sticks. More glow yeah. sticks. Yeah. Thanks, Simon. Anybody else? What's exciting you about 2022? Anybody want to be excited about Christmas with candles? <laughs> to ha- I forgot. Oh, right there behind you. True, it's right there. I'm excited about Sunday school because I like to do trash. Awesome. Isn't it great hearing our kids be excited about church? That's exciting. I'm excited about that. Anybody else? What are you looking forward to in 2022? Um, What excites me for the year is connecting more with the young adults group and having good connections with some great friends. Love hearing that. we got a great young adults group. It's been a lot of fun to watch them thriving and growing. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing God's faithfulness continue at PCC and seeing God's miraculous hand at work in spite of all things pandemic. God is not limited by COVID, nor by any other power. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anybody else? What are you looking forward to in 2022? I'm really looking forward to the second advent. I'm looking forward to the coming of Jesus. I'm looking forward to this old earth going bye-bye. I'm looking forward to reigning with Christ, with God's children and his family forever. May it come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. And uh, I think we sometimes forget that Advent is a season, is a double season of expectation. Remembering the expectation of Jesus coming, but also our expectation that Christ will one day return. And I think the church in North America has forgotten to preach that message at times, that Christ will one day return. Uh, It's foolishness to the world, but to us it's our hope and it's the glory that we look forward to. Somebody shared, I'm excited to continue to build community within our care group. I'm loving our care groups right now. It's just fun watching them in this season, thriving and, uh, yeah. Anything else? What are you looking forward to? Okay. I'm going to, I'm just conscious of time. Yes. Um, So let's move to prayer. I just want to have a, 
uh, a time of prayer. I'm just going to open up that anybody can pray after I start us off. Just one sentence prayer. Just say it out loud. Don't worry about microphones or anything if you're at home. Just pray along yourself as well. If you hear it, great. If not, no worries. Um, you'll hear me start and you'll hear me finish. So uh, let's just bow in a time of prayer and I'll invite you to join. And uh, after a while, I'll, I'll finish this off and then we'll move to the Lord's Supper. Lord, we thank you for this time to gather as your body of Christ online and in person here uh, to share, to share of how you've been working, to share the challenges we face living in this world, and to share our hopes for the future of your faithful work in our lives. So Lord, we bring before you our, our prayers of thanksgiving, but also our prayers of the needs within our lives, our community, and the world around us. So Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, we know you hear our prayers, both spoken and unspoken. You know the yearnings of our hearts, the burdens on our mind, and we give those to you. And Lord, we're thankful that your love endures forever through all things in this world. Jesus, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and our hope is in you. And we're thankful we can start off this new year with our hope firmly placed in you, and so, Lord, we come before this table to center our lives on you, to proclaim Jesus died and resurrected and recognize his body as the sacrifice that it is. In your name we pray. Amen. The Apostle Paul tells us of the institution of the Lord's Supper, for I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take this bread in remembrance that Christ's body was broken for you and let's eat it with thanksgiving. And in the same way, he took the cup also after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Drink this and remember Christ's blood was shed for you and be thankful. As we come to the table, oh, oh sorry, sorry. Uh, let me pray. Father, we just want to thank you so much for this time uh, together as a church. Thank you that we could have a conversation about what you are doing in our lives, and we are grateful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you never leave us or forsake us, and we thank you, Lord, for this new season of 2022 that you've given us. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to you. Help us to trust you. Help us to seek you first with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength, and help us to love our neighbor as ourself. In your name we pray, amen.